And we're back on Inside Black and Gold. I am Jeff Nowak, coming at you solo today after the final open practice of Saints OTAs. We will have mandatory minicamp this time next week. That is three practices. They are all open to the media, so it's going to be a treasure trove of content coming at you from those. And then we will have a month break before a month, give or take, month and a half almost, before the full training camp, which typically starts the final weekend of July. July 28th would be my guess, somewhere around there. And at that point, we'll also be hearing about Alvin Kamara's court date. Marcus May also has a court date around that time for the DUI that never ends, right? Uh, I guess it's still going through the courts, which is crazy to me because it happened in 2020, but there's also a jury trial, which is strange, I think, for a DUI. But either way, we'll, we'll get into that when we have to. For now, I want to talk more about Michael Thomas. And before we get into anything, let's just hear from Mike himself. I trimmed down his interview from today. I'm just going to play the whole thing for you. Here's what he had to say when we got to talk to him after today's practice. We're going for training camp. We're going to be ready for training camp first day one out there with the team, ready to go full speed, just like the old days and what everyone's used to. Mike, that's the first time we've seen you after. What was it like just to... Oh, it's a blessing. Um, anytime I get to put on the Saints uniform and contribute it and put, you know, put on the, the 13 and the black and gold just to come out here and uh, be around the guys, the camaraderie, that's what I miss the most. Um, you know, just talking ball. Um, a lot of guys from my school here. It's just, for me, it's the older version of just going to school, I guess, really, like first day of school. That's kind of what it felt like, just being around the guys, the camaraderie. Talking football with Derek, um, getting on the same page, uh, talking to the coaches, just game planning, just basically building that camaraderie to be able to build something special and chase something special and win a lot of games. What's that been like getting to, getting to know Derek and just talking football with him? Oh, he's been amazing. I can't wait to play with him and uh, just be out there and 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 execute and create create something special with him, uh, a connection. You know, just like the way he demands the huddle. Um, the sense of urgency, just the way he handles himself. It's just, he's a pro. Uh, he's great for these young guys to see. Uh, his demeanor, just everything, just watching him from when he gets in the building, kind of like how Drew was. You know, you could watch Drew from when he's watching film, you can learn from him. When he's in the locker room, you can learn from him. Anywhere in the building, you can just learn something different from them that makes them how they are. And I respect him a lot. And uh, I'm always watching him and just talking football with him. He loves football. Man, he wants to win just like I want to win. He's just very disciplined. He's on top of his stuff. He came here for a reason, like he says, even though he says it in the media. That's the same same type of like confidence I hear in his voice. He came here for a reason to win. You can hear that. You can feel the sense of urgency. Um, he loves ball. It's not hard working with him, and it's not hard like you know showing up and and and, and just doing what he asks you to do. It's pretty much going to be a good thing on the other end if we execute. He tells me what to do. I tell him where I'm going to be, and we're on the same page. We can execute at a high level against anyone. Mike, was it a pretty easy decision for you to come back here? I know you guys have done Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, I, I love football. Um, this is what I like to do. I enjoy football. This is where I spend my offseason training to become a better football player. All my lifestyles from nutrition to off the field stuff to on the field stuff is all about just football and just like becoming a better player. So 
coming and showing up to do football activities is not never been a hard thing for me. I meant re-signing with the Saints, though, in general, when you, you, you're kind of contracting. Oh, I mean, that was kind of like, I mean, to me, in my world, I feel like that's just, like, really, like, you know, fluff and, you know, just getting contracts done. But I feel like the, t the organization knows my knows my value. I feel like we're on the same page. We have a very good relationship, no matter how the narrative may be. Um, I feel like we've, we've always had, between me and anyone in the front office, we've always had great communication. And I, I, it was like, I don't feel like I ever like left or had to sign a contract. It was just the fact that maybe I was injured and it was just off season talk. But besides that, I knew I was always gonna be playing here. I knew I would be the receiver. I knew our priorities for off season was to get a quarterback and put some pieces around us. So I was always involved. So the, uh, the other stuff I can't really control yet. But yeah, so that's Mike Thomas. That was him after practice today. I will say that he talked to us because he wanted to talk to us, I think, because we were not – when you're injured, you do not have to talk to the media. Like no one was expecting him to go up there and talk for five, ten minutes, but he did. And, you know, I think there is a level of maturity with Mike Thomas that – has grown the last few years, I think partially because of the challenges he's faced to get on the field, right? Like it's really difficult to be this arrogant, you know, star player when you have been on the field for 10 games in three seasons. Um, but I did appreciate the energy that he brought to the field. Like you watch him out there and, and I can play some of these clips again, but he's very clearly just, dying to get on the field with his teammates and he's just unable to do it and and that's frustrating for him it's frustrating for everybody but you can tell that he's there to work with Derek Carr you can tell he's there to learn from Derek Carr one of the things that Derek talked about is you know there everyone knows how to play football in this group you know you're not you're not splitting the atom but there are really kind of fine details that quarterback and receiver have to be on the same page about Every quarterback throws the ball a little differently. Every quarterback delivers the ball a little differently. And so that's kind of what they were figuring out. Because you don't typically see the three quarterbacks break off to a side field for 10 minutes and just work with one receiver who is not actually involved in the team drills. That's what happened today. And I think there is a, an investment in getting that done. And so, yeah, it was cool to see him show up because he didn't have to be there. And we talked about this last week. I don't think it's an issue that he didn't show up for the first two. I don't think it would have been an issue if he didn't show up today. You have next week, you have three practices, you have an whole entire training camp to get on the same page. But I think it does show an investment that is good to see. I think that overreacting to people not being there is still silly. I think overreacting to a guy like Marshawn not being there would be silly. Same with Alvin Kamara, same with Ryan Ramchek. But I think it does show a level of investment from Mike Thomas that people have questioned repeatedly over the last four or five years, whether he wants to be here, whether he wants to be traded. I don't, I mean, based on what I have seen and based on what I have heard, I don't, I don't know if that's ever been a conversation beyond, okay, well, you're not able to get on the field and we are paying you a lot of money. So we got to figure something out so that it's more equitable for everyone involved. That's what happened. That's the deal you're on. And hopefully you can get through the season and, See a Mike Thomas that's that that earns a new contract, right? Because we haven't seen that since 2019. Last year, I think week one, he proved that he can still do it at an NFL level. 
But week three proved that his feet are still letting him down. So until we see him get through three, four, five, six, seven, eight, dare I say nine games in a row without having to leave with an injury, you're always going to have it in the back of your mind. Is he just, you know, a, a glass doll? Can he get through the season, especially with from his legs at a high level? And I don't know. Um, here's what Dennis Allen had to say. You know, one thing that Mike said was, okay, I'm aiming for training camp and I am planning to be a full go at training camp. Dennis Allen was asked, you know, what the plans for for him next week, that sort of thing. Here's what he had to say. I think it probably still remains to be seen. Um, if he does anything, I wouldn't expect it to be a lot. Um, our focus is getting him ready for training camp. And uh, if that's where myself, him, really our, our whole organization that's really what our focus is getting him ready to go for training camp so I, I like where he's at do you, do you feel like in camp that he'll be able to to do everything that he needs to do that's our hope and our expectation so um you know i i, I wish i had the crystal ball to say exactly what he'll be ready to do but i think all our energy is focused on uh, you know, getting him ready to go in training camp and uh, we're excited about it like so important you know, piece to our offense, and uh, when he's playing at the level that he's capable of playing at, uh, we're a much better offense. How much significance do you place on when a guy of his stature shows up and does whatever he can do in a voluntary situation like this? Is it? Yeah, look, uh, Mike's always been a, a, a great team guy, um, and uh, we kind of had this plan kind of mapped out where he's going to focus on his rehab. Um, He's got a lot of people that, that he works with to help him uh, get himself right and, uh, and and get him hopefully ready to go in, in training camp. So uh, it's great to have him back out here. Following up on that, what can you do for the team just to see a guy like that roll out to practice when he doesn't have well, to Well, look, I think I think everybody feels uh, that energy when, when he's here. Um, and so uh, I, I think it's important for him to be here, and he wants to be here. And, um, you know, he's excited about what we can potentially do this season. So what Dennis said there, we're going to have minicamp next week. Expect to see basically what you saw today from Mike Thomas. He's not going to – nothing is going to change in a week that's going to allow him to suddenly be a full participant in these drills. But from what Mike said, from what DA said, the plan is to be full speed ahead on day one of training camp. That's always been the plan. Nothing has changed. But it is good to see Mike out there moving around. I would guess against the advisement of trainers to an extent, because if you look at all the other guys who are out there not working, who aren't wearing the padded helmets, who are just kind of watching and kind of working with coaches, they're not running around, right? Kendra Miller, I have not seen him (laughs) break into a jog. Since we've been out there for OTAs, Mike is already doing that. And I have a feeling it's because he's doing it of his own volition. He might not be cleared to do some of that work, but he's going to do it because that's just what he does. I think Jarvis Landry last year talked about how during training camp, there were points that Mike was not cleared to get in a drill and he would just line up and do the drill anyway. Oh, that's just kind of his DNA. But I do think this idea that there is friction between the team and Mike beyond any normal, like just off season frustration or maybe some frustration with the training staff is 
overblown. I, I don't think it's ever existed. It's always just been a question of how can we make this work? And Mike understands that the team understands that. And you're going to go forward just hoping that you can get something representative of the 2019 Michael Thomas, right? What percentage of that can you get and how can that help your offense? That's where we're going to go from here. We did talk to Derek Carr. He said, you know, everyone's just excited to have Mike in the building. One thing he talked about was, you know, how Mike runs routes. And I do think that's what makes it a little difficult for him when you're coming back from lower body injuries. Uh, and this is what Derek Carr had to say. Yeah, he's a violent route runner. Um, you know, there's a few guys that are like that. I won't start naming them because people get offended, you know. Um, <laughs> Uh, but you know, there's very few guys that run such violent routes and catch the ball and get back downhill. Like a lot of guys, like to catch that ball and dance around. Like, he ca- gets north and south. You know, like he turns what should be second and five into second and two. You know, and and that right there changes a football game. You know, it, and you know, to the naked eye, it's just another slant or it's just another this route or it's just another over. But it's not. You know, he catches it. It's just another stick route. But what he's doing after the catch, what he's doing. You know, when when he's rolling, you what he dictates. You know, coverages. You know, you have to account for him. You know, because he's so talented, he's so aggressive at the catch point. You know, when even if he is covered, you can still throw it out there, and he he can body him up in his hand. He extends his hands, strong hands. Um, he's a bigger receiver, so you can trust him with those kind of throws as well. The back shoulder throws. He's he can win over the top and catch those. You know, late hands, and you know those are the things that as I was watching the film, like very attractive you know to me especially when you get all the pieces going um you know and you add them all and they're all healthy and they're all there you know it's what it could be sounds fun you know um it's not we're not there yet but it you know sure sounds exciting you know when you think about it and yeah so what he's talking about there is mike is a very violent route runner and and if and it is very true go watch mike thomas play go watch him in training camp go watch him in practice go watch him wherever he runs like he's angry at the ground Right. Like and that's and that's why you have these sharp cuts and you're able to create separation, even though he doesn't have that top end speed. He's able to just separate using violence with his hands and with his feet. Like, seriously, go watch clips of Michael Thomas. Do not watch his hands. Don't watch his upper body. Watch his feet. Watch how quickly he can plant and change direction. And that's how he gets open. And that's how he creates just that sliver of separation. And then he has the, the, the strongest hands in the world to go catch the ball. And it will not come out of there because they're vice script, right? Though that's the type of skill set that I think makes it difficult when you're coming back from a foot injury or coming back from an ankle injury, because he's not going to change that part of his game. He just needs to make sure he can do it. And so that's what you're looking for day one of training camp, day 10 of training camp, week four of training camp, week one of the regular season. Is he going to be able to play with that level of violence? without his legs, without his body letting him down? That's the question. But one way or another, whatever the answer to that question is, it's a really good sign to see him out there. It is really encouraging. He wants to be there. Derek Carr wants him to be there. The Saints want him to be there. Saints fans want him to be there. And he's there. Works for me. All right, this is Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Noack. We're going to come back with one more segment. Quick mailbag, so stick around. This is Inside Black and Gold. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do that. Leave a rating, review, wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll be right back.